So we're continuing um, the to expand the direction of metta today. <coughs> I wanted to talk about a few um, frames that I like to contemplate when I do metta practice. How's my voice to you, Adet? Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Great. So I'm assuming if she can hear me, everybody else can. Um, Not having been here for when Larry um, (coughs) created the context for the Metta practice, please forgive me if I repeat anything he said, which I probably most surely will. But that's okay. It's okay for you to hear it more than once. So one of the ways in which I like to uh, contextualize metta practice is the way in which it's um, discussed by Buddha Gosa in a text called um, the Visuddhimagga, or the Path of Purification. <clears throat> and the, the metta practice that we mostly get um, most Western teachers do come from Buddhaghosa. And is he 500 after the years or a thousand years? I always get confused. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a thousand years after the Buddha. So, you know, what the heck? 1500 years ago. So his, uh, his method, which is the one that we in the West have adapted most popularly uh, is this method of uh, developmentally uh, creating our metta so that we we start with ourselves which theoretically is the easiest person for us to give our love to. We know in the West that's not necessarily always true. And then we go to a benefactor who is someone who is uh, as close to unconditionally loving us as, can, as a human being can be. Somebody who has given us their care, their love, their kindness. And moving on to a dear friend, and then uh, a neutral person, and then a difficult person, and then all beings. Buddhaghosa in in the the chapter is chapter nine if you like to this, these scholarly things, which is a chapter on concentration. Interestingly enough, um, discusses metta in his introduction by asking us to consider the disadvantages in hatred. And I kind of like that as a, as a reflection. So we can look personally in our own experience, whether it's been hatred that we've directed to an object or to a person or to a group of people or an institution or whatever, 
how's that been for you? <laughs> what does that feel like when you're directing hatred out? And what does it feel like when it's coming t- towards you? So we, we really investigate and are curious about the disadvantages in hatred. And then he asks us, and I was surprised by this the first time I read it, to contemplate the benefits of patience. Of course we thought it was going to be love, right? But no, he says patience. And that's something I contemplate a lot because I'm not a particularly patient person. Whatever patience I have has been hard won. (laughs) I've had to really work at it. But it's a a really... um, worthwhile contemplation and worthwhile practice. And as you may already know, patience is one of the paramis, the perfections of a Buddha. One of the qualities that it's said that attaining Buddhahood uh, includes. So to, as we sit down to practice metta, to contemplate that, what's hatred like and what are the disadvantages? And then what would it be like? What, what is it like now, your relationship to patience? And what would it be like for that relationship to grow? And for your experience to include that more and more deeply as you grow into uh, your contemplative being. Because metta is not a kind of standalone quality out there that is a good idea, but actually a sine qua non. It, it too is a, is a parami. So it's a sine qua non of our trajectory towards awakening or freedom. This um, goodwill, this uh, benevolence. It's said in the Abhidhamma that there are three causes of wholesome karma non hate, non greed, and non delusion. So the, the development of metta, non-hate, is a direct um, cause of our good karma. And in the Abhidharma, again, non-hate is defined as the absence, among other things, the absence of hate, love, um, a loving disposition, tender care, forbearance, patience again, considerateness, and the absence of malice. 
So that's pretty good catalog of qualities that we'd all like to tick off, right? Got that, got that, got that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then it's said in the text that the 11 benefits are one sleeps easily, one wakes easily, one dreams no evil dreams, one is dear to human beings, one is dear to non-human beings, the devas will protect you, neither fire, poison, nor weapons will touch you, one's mind gains concentration quickly, one's complexion is bright, one dies unconfused, and is headed for the Brahma worlds. So, when you get bored <laughs> doing it, just think of those things. <laughs> this is what we're doing, right? It's not too bad. Right? It's worth the sacrifice, right? A little bored. So, in addition to the instructions from Buddha Gosa, there is a set of instructions that's attributed to um, Shariputta, who is, as you probably know already, is, is one of the Buddha's foremost disciples, if not the foremost disciple. And he said, one abides having suffused the mind of benevolence, with benevolence, into one direction of the world. Likewise, the second likewise the third, likewise the fourth, and so above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to himself. I should say, and to herself too. So the mind of benevolence is suffused into all of the directions of the world, above and below, around and everywhere, to oneself as to everyone. One abides suffusing the entire universe with benevolence, with a mind grown great, lofty, boundless, and free from enmity and ill will, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility, and without ill will. When the, my, the deliverance of the mind by benevolence is developed in this way, he says, no limiting action remains or persists there. Wow. It's pretty good, huh? And then he says, we can wish that all beings be free from enmity, affliction, and anxiety, and live contentedly. So listening to that, you can hear the um, derivation of the instructions by Buddhaghosa from the more ancient texts or the more ancient teachings. So let's just contemplate for a moment. disadvantages and hatred.
and what in your life could have benefited from patience? And what in your life today, right now, can benefit from patience? And with this in mind, and the intention for living a life of non-harming and of goodwill around everywhere, suffusing the whole world, with your mind of benevolence, direct that entire heart of kindness, ill will, I'm sorry, goodwill, boundlessness, non-limitation to yourself. Open your heart to this one sitting here. Whatever my faults, my flaws, my past mistakes, by virtue of my very existence, I am deserving of my own goodwill. And I open this boundless heart to the wish for my well-being. If you are uh, accustomed to and appreciate the phrases that are used, please feel free to do so. But let those phrases emerge from your connection to the earth. As you are sitting on your cushion or your chair or your bench, feel that connection of the buttocks to that seat and know that that is a connection to the earth. And let these phrases of goodwill emerge from that, as if it's a wellspring from the earth arising, as Larry said, to bless you. It can either be a fountain of this, these wishes of goodwill, or these wishes of goodwill can rain down on you. Whatever works as an image for you, let it suffuse your very, your whole entire being with goodwill. Yes, may I be 
safe from harm, happy and peaceful, healthy and strong, and live with complete ease, free from the struggle of the dailiness of life. It helps to have an image of yourself, either as you are now or as a young child, a time of innocence. Place that image on your heart and let these wishes of goodwill and blessings pour out from the earth onto this image. And let this practice of metta be one of complete ease and creativity for you. We're giving you frameworks that you can use, but please feel free to do what feels like it magnifies your benevolence. It reminds you of your non-harming. It deepens your goodwill. Whatever it is, use it. bring an image of your benefactor, unless you want to stay with yourself, an image of your benefactor, and place that on your heart. Surround it with radiance, with goodwill, with kindness, sympathetic joy compassion for whatever suffering he or she or they endure. And shower them with these blessings and offerings of goodwill from the earth and from your own heart. safe from harm, happy and peaceful, healthy and strong, in a life of ease. And we'll skip to the uh, neutral person as our focus today. There's so many people that we have neither a particular aversion to or a particular attraction to. And as we were saying about neutral feelings this morning, 
in the same way when we encounter neutral people, we tend to dismiss them, ignore them. And yet in the development of this practice of metta, this practice of patience and undermining of hatred or ill will, we are opening our hearts to a boundless offering of goodwill to all beings, to the whole world. So even the neutral people, the people that we have so far ignored, overlooked, we're bringing them into our heart. Perhaps it's someone on this retreat. Perhaps it's someone in your daily life who rings up your sales at the supermarket or does a job that isn't on your radar but does service to you. Can you bring this person into your heart? because they are worthy just by the nature of their very existence. No more ignoring. And you can reflect that just as you want to be happy and you don't want to suffer, neither does this being. Perhaps If you know very little about them, you could imagine that they too have a family in which there are joys and sorrows. And over time, you can audition different neutral people, just like you audition different friends and benefactors for your metta. Because sometimes neutral people turn into not-so-neutral people because we fall in love with them just by virtue of sending us, sending them our metta. But for now, choose one. Bring them close into your heart and surround them with this radiance with which you've surrounded yourself and your benefactor. Imagine their delight and wish for their delight. And let the wishes emerge and spring up from the earth and from your own heart. The wishes for their safety, their happiness, their health, their ease and freedom.
And when you're ready, direct your goodwill, your wishes of goodwill, your pledge of non-harming to all of the beings in this room, in this temporary monastery. Wherever they are on these grounds, bring them all in and suffuse your mind of benevolence towards all of these beings. Everyone here, everyone on the grounds, may they all be safe and protected from all harm and danger. May we all be happy and peaceful. May we all be healthy and strong, free from suffering, and live with ease and in freedom. And if you wish, you can see what it would feel like to suffuse the mind of benevolence to the one direction of the world, then the second, the third, and the fourth, above, below, all around and everywhere. Abide suffusing the entire universe with benevolence. Let it fill up with nothing but goodness. No room for anything else. A whole world filled with goodwill, benevolence, kindness, compassion. Non-hatred, non-greed, non-delusion. May all beings be free from enmity, affliction, anxiety, and live contentedly. Is there anyone you'd like to particularly notice, particularly like to suffuse your boundless, immeasurable heart
with kindness and wishes for their well-being. Add them now. It's as if your heart is a large cave or auditorium in which more and more people, more and more beings are coming to feel the suffusing of this benevolence, to be in the vicinity, to be in the environment. As someone said to me today, in the ambiente. of this goodwill. Be generous. Be big-hearted. Let it fill the world.
and feel the goodness of your own patience and your own goodwill. Is there a question? I'm aching for a definition of benevolence. I I understand, I get the nuance, but I'm like, what's the definition again? What do you think it is? Well, I think it's, um, it has to do with being kind and generous and loving and emanating that in some way. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful definition. So if you look at the roots, bene, mm-hmm. good, good. volence, volition, goodwill. But to me it feels a little bit larger than goodwill, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I like the word I like to add it to goodwill. Because there's a, f- there's a kind of feeling of graciousness that's added to the goodwill. For me, in benevolence. It's a feeling more than a technical definition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of big. <laughs> <laughs> big. That's good. Thank you. You're welcome. That's a good question. Um, yeah, you certainly can. Um, these are all concentration practices. And although I gave you uh, the instructions I gave you today, it may not be quite leading to concentration because they're not the kind of repetition that we teach quite a bit of. I wanted to just give you another flavor. And you can you know, you can go back and forth or you can choose one if you, that you like better. If you're doing walking meditation, I would choose something that's really repetitious because then you don't have to think so much, right? You don't have to, like, make choices. As, so, and you can do um, what I do sometimes. When I teach a metta retreat, we sometimes teach the walking meditation with metta and what I'll say is, um, you can do one for each step, you do a wish. So as you step, may you be safe. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and strong. And may you live with ease. So as you're doing that, it, it, because it's repetitious, 
then it's not a, you're not making choices and you're not having to think about it so much so that you can get into a kind of rhythm. And it's, it's very important that reminds me that even if you're sitting, as we're teaching it, we may be giving you a lot of different choices, so it's a little bit harder to, to do what I'm about to suggest. But when you're just doing your own practice, to find a rhythm that you offer the phrases. You know, so for some people it may be a little bit slower, for some people it may not be quite as slow. But I find for myself that if I'm really saying saying it in a very kind of measured rhythm, it gives me the opportunity for each with each wish to really imagine, if I'm saying it for myself for instance, what it would be like for me to feel completely safe and completely protected. And then the next wish, may I be happy and peaceful. Can I actually feel that right now in this moment, happy and peaceful? And what does that feel like? And then the next, may I be healthy. Oh, to have a really healthy body. Mm, That feels really good. May I be at ease. Ah, what would it be like to drop the the struggles that I feel sometimes with life, right? (coughs) So that I'm saying it in a rhythm that I can actually, it doesn't become so rote, it actually becomes a really sincere wish. But if you're saying it fast, it might, might you know, then you, you start to your words start to get jumbled up. In the Metta Retreat, we always get really great examples of how people mix up the words. I can't remember them right now because I'm a little tired, but um, but you, you want to really find a rhythm, really find a rhythm that you say it. So the walking meditation may be a perfect way to measure that rhythm. You're welcome. I'm sorry? Oh, the auditorium. Oh, auditorium. <laughs> and I could spend a long time filling it. <laughs> filling the auditorium, yeah. You know, I know a lot of people that I would put in there. Oh, beautiful. What <laughs> fun. I don't know I would put there too. That's great. That's a lot of fun. Yay, come on in. Yay, <laughs> you too. Yeah, 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 yeah. People like Donald Trump. Bring him oh. in. You know what? I had put him in here. <laughs> Ram Das used to talk about um, when he would do meta practice, he had um, he finally realized that you know he was having a hard time sending metta to certain people like Caspar Weinberger who was the de- Secretary of Defense I think at the time and so he had a what he did is he had a picture of 
his teacher, a picture of Jesus, a picture of Mary, and a picture of Casper. And he'd sit down and he'd say, good morning, teacher, good morning, Jesus, good morning, Mary. Oh, hello, Casper. <laughs> and as long as he was doing that, he knew he still had work to do. <laughs> In, in my practice, I guess I've, um, I really appreciate this elongated version, um, especially the showering down. That was really powerful for me. Um, I think I, I re- in the process of doing that, I realized that when I did do that, it was usually sort of like my spare time or waiting in line um, or, or, or I found um, driving when I was tra- I used to listen to the radio and now try to turn it off and I would do meta, but I found that then it's not as as powerful because I'm thinking about the turn and when I'm driving, for example, or Good. If I'm online, I'm kind of... I'm glad. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and so I lose track when I'm doing meta then, and so then I just get up. I start going really fast, and then I forget where I'm at. Um, but I guess this is maybe... So I guess part of the question is, is Sedi meta in those instances still good? It's a it's a great question because you know I I think a lot of the time we expect to have a certain feeling when we're sending the metta but you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you feel this kind of you know beatific kind of wonderful thing or you're just opening your heart and saying you know the person who just beeped you or just cut in front of you May you have a great day. May wherever you're rushing to not be, you know, some terrible disaster for you. Right? Because sometimes somebody's cutting in front of you and instead of cursing them, you know, you can say, oh, you know, hopefully that you're not doing that because you have to get somewhere because somebody is in distress or you're in distress. So even that is is like a wish of kindness, of, goodwill of may you be okay may we all be okay together and so it doesn't have to be some kind of you know transcendent phenomenal look at me I'm so good kind of thing it can just be a very simple wish for the happiness of another being and it doesn't have to f- sometimes it doesn't feel very good sometimes it feels like you know like you were saying yesterday oh, I already said this three times you know but it it's okay even even that you're still training the heart towards that feeling and away from the greed hatred and delusion you're welcome okay time for walking Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.